Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Empowerment Place Ministries, another episode of Coaching Keys with our guest today, Caleb Henderson. We are excited about what God is doing through this radio broadcast and the many nations that we're reaching. And so we're here this morning just to encourage you. Our scripture this morning is going to come from Psalm 37. I'm going to read down through verse 5, and it reads this way from the King James Version. Fret not thyself of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Mm. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, it verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Verse 5 says, commit thy ways unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. That's good news right there. <laughs> That's good news right there. Yeah. He shall, shall certainly bring it to pass. Well, Caleb, again, this morning we're grateful that you are here with us. Um, i got to give a shout-out to my son, Jorge Concepcion III, who contacted me and said, Ma, you need to speak with this man. I believe he'll be a good fit for your show. And from everything that I've seen and heard, I have to agree. Caleb is um, attended college at the University of Mount Olive in North Carolina. Um, he played basketball there. He ran track there as well. Um, he has extensive uh, background in youth leadership and uh, actually has a business, um, Vision Academy, that I'll allow him to talk to us about um, in just a little bit. But, Caleb, I, I just thank you for being here with us. If you could just share with the listening audience a little bit more about your coaching um, maybe those who have impacted you. And as a coach, what are some of the things that you share with the athletes and even other coaches, critical keys that they need to succeed in this sport? Yeah, of course. Um, first off, when I was in college, I always wanted to coach. I always wanted to coach, like playing basketball and just seeing how things work out. I always, especially being a point guard, I always wanted to coach. But one of the key things I always remember about coaching that I had to learn in my career when it first started in 2015, that coaching is a ministry. Uh, Coaching is a ministry. And I tell other coaches that you have to believe in those kids to a point where they will not only just run through a wall for you, but they will also want to come to you with different issues that they may have, you know, whether it's family life or, you know, just life in school, life outside of school, that they can confide in you as a coach and they trust in you. They trust in you and know that you're not just there for a win or a loss, but you're actually want to see them succeed as young men or even young women for that point, you know, being a coach of men and women's uh, basketball, to see them grow into the, the people that God wants them to be not just, you know, successful with money, but successful with being having good character, being on time, being prompt, you know, encouraging people when they're down, you know, just also just building confidence in the kid, you know. And uh, that's one thing I always, you know, keep a fold with that coaching is a ministry. It's not just, you know, wins and losses, 
but it's going to the point where you have to drive kids home, you have to wait extra hours, but you do it because, you you know, you're there, you want them to show that you care for them beyond just wins and losses. I think that's great. Um, and, and one thing that I've expressed to others is that, you know, for some coaching is a job, but for others coaching is an assignment. And I think that those mm-hmm. coaches who understand this as an assignment, as a kingdom mandate for their lives, um, not only is the coach and his family better off, but also those individuals that they've been tasked with coaching. Because you have to be keenly aware of the needs of the people that you're coaching, because like you stated, they're gonna, you would hope that they're going to be in a position to come to you when things are not good, you know, when they're hurting. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that my husband and I can appreciate as character coaches with nations of coaches that we, we come alongside coaches to help them so that they can focus on the game and sort of not that they're passing the athlete off, but we're there as a support system. So when they don't have yeah. time to pour into the lives of all their players, then they can say, hey, Val, hey, Benny, can you talk to this player for me? Something's going on. I don't quite understand what it is. And then we can come in and we do what we do. You know, in, in yeah. a state college, we may not we not call, we may not call on the name of Jesus, but if we at a private school like I've had with Russo College, I can talk about God. I can talk to them about Jesus. I can baptize them. I can do all those things that will help them yeah. grow and understand the foundations that are needed to excel. Now, um, in your journey as a coach, what have you found to be um, some of the most challenging, the most challenging things that you have to face being a coach, because children today are not the, the children they were when you were young, and so because of societal norms, what are some of the things that you're facing um, that that may serve as a challenge for you as a coach? Um, the biggest, I would say, the biggest challenge is that at one point, forgetting at one point in time, you were those kids. You were those kids that may have been apprehensive to even go to the coach or, you know, with different issues that you had. Forgetting to sometimes that at one point in time, you weren't as confident of a player as you are, as you are now. Um, from, you know, growing into a point, you forget those things as a coach because you have been through that road of seeing your ups and your downs, one, as a player, you know, being a former player as myself, like seeing the ups and downs that you had as a player, and then you want to pour that into the kids who are – sometimes we forget that they're sometimes they're 15 years old, 16 years old, and they just haven't fully developed into who they really know who they are. So forgetting that aspect sometimes, and it gets to a point where you expect so much out of them that you forget, like, well, what were you doing at this age, at 15 or 16? Were you able to comprehend fully what the coach was saying or be able to fully comprehend the, the mentorship that he was trying to pour into you at that time? So that has been um, that has been one big challenge that I faced as a hurdle in my first year, my first two years of coaching, uh, because I wanted to see the kids excel to a point past where I was, but I also I forgot that, they're just 15 and 16 years old. So I had to find a way to be able to attract to their particular timetable to where they are versus where I was. 
and that, that's how I say that's been one of the biggest challenges, but it was also one of the biggest achievements of it because you were able to relate back and not be so hard on them and change your coaching. You don't yell as much. You're able to teach more. You're able to be more calm because that's the way, you know, you'll think back to how you receive things versus what, you know, versus if a coach was yelling at you at 16, are they really listening to you? Or am I, are you hearing what I'm saying? So that has been a big challenge and it's also been a big accomplishment by being able to relate to the players to a point and putting myself back in those positions when I was only 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. That's good stuff. That's good stuff because we, we, we do. I mean, and it's that same way in our walk with Christ. Um, when when you get saved, you got all this zeal, and you want to bring everybody in, and everybody you're looking at them. You go, you stop sinning, stop sinning, stop sinning. But you forget that when yeah. you were still in sin, <laughs> you'd be like, "Leave me alone! Why are you coming at me like this? I'm not listening to you. Go away from me." So it it yeah. does, it, it, it aids us. It aids us in in really understanding what it is what it is and how it is that God wants us to relay this message even to athletes exactly. um, in the particular sport. Now, I also see, Caleb, that you um, work in youth ministry at New Fellowship Deliverance yes. Church. Um, yes, how does that aid you in coaching? That has aids me in coaching um, for the simple fact, like, like, again, being able to relate to the youth and to the things that they're going with. And um, oftentimes when when you get up there to even exhort or, like, minister to the youth, you have to understand that you have to be candid with them, too, to let them know, like, look, guys, by no means do you have to be perfect. No means, you know, that you won't face trials because you follow Christ. But you have to understand that things that you're going through, you have help with them. You know, and our help, we know, is, like, from the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit that, has given us this opportunity to be candid and cavalier to know that I need help in this area. So when I need help in this area, I can go to God for it. And that's the way when, when you do have that opportunity being in the school system, you know, they, you know, they kind of muzzle, they kind of muzzle that fact. But like when you're in the locker rooms, I always, you know, we pray before games, you know, to let them know, like you have a free platform because I want, I was you at one point in time, but God helped me in my confidence to be able to get to this level so I can give it back to y'all. And that, that has helped me in so much of a way because it gives a different background to each kid. You know, it, you know, the Holy Spirit helps me to be able to gravitate to each kid to see what their issue is and help them to bring it to a relatable situation where this is how I overcame it through Christ by praying. Even sometimes when you get into those modes where you just want to be angry or you just want to blame everybody, you want to play the victim, we have to look within ourselves, and that's one of the, been the biggest thing that's helped me when I'm doing youth ministering or just being in the youth ministry helping out with our youth department, being able to tell the kids, like, it's not going to be an easy road because you follow Christ, but the part about it is when you submit your life to him, he gives you that help. You know, the Holy Spirit is your help, and that's helped me with coaching because, it's like I said, it's been able to, you know, God has been able to just put me in the platforms to be able to relate to those kids and let them know, look, at one point in time, I was not as confident as a basketball player. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. But at hard work through what God has given me through those talents, I was able to overcome it. And the same thing that I want to pour into you to let you know that you can do the same thing. You can do the same thing, but you can't do it by yourself. You're going to have to open up. You're going to have to be free. You're going to have to be candid. You're going to have to be cavalier about what your issue is. 
So when the issue comes, you'll be able to learn how to pray. You'll be able to give God the glory in it when you do succeed. So that has really helped me with that. Coach, um, that, that, that inspires me to hear the things that you're saying. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, Coach, yeah. where is that book at that, that they can pick up and read uh, from from uh, <laughs> from from your coach? Uh, coach Caleb, uh, you know, um, where is that book? Is it in the making? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, uh, somebody, has, um, somebody has told me one time that uh, I have a book in me. I have a book or two in me. I just, you know, one thing about myself, like I, I say, I'm always not as confident in myself as I should be, you know, because I always, you know, worry about things going wrong. How am I going to do this? Who's going to have my support? But then God will always, you know, he just comforts me in that in that way because I never even thought about writing a book. I never even thought about being an author for anything. So if I put my mind to it, I know I'd be able to do it, but I, I can't say it's in the works now because I haven't even put ink to the page yet. <laughs> Amen. My husband is over here laughing. He was like, I just hear it. I hear it. I, I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> yeah. He hears it. He hears it. I'm going to read this book. <laughs> Amen. 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 Sometimes it takes that push, but um, if an author is something that you're considering, I can tell you, as an author um, who just released books five and six in the last couple of weeks, um, it's doable. It's doable, yeah. and um, you know, with guidance from the Holy Spirit, it, you can get it done. And um, anything that we can do to help you in that process, we certainly will as well. Um, so, yeah. talk to us a little bit about Vision Academy. Um, I was teaching yesterday. Um, I bet I was teaching yesterday um, about dreams and visions, and then how you know yeah. Habakkuk two and two says, "Write the vision and make it plain upon the tablets that." men may see it and run with it. Um, tell us a little yes. bit about Vision Academy, um, what the foundation for that is, and what are your aspirations um, going forward for that work? Yes, ma'am. Um, well, originally it was uh, Royal Skills Academy. Royal Skills Academy. Royal is my middle name. And uh, Royal Skills Academy was um, it was supposed to mirror IMG Academy with the out, out in Bradenton, Florida, to be like a, a fully functional, multifaceted sports facility. But uh, it was one day, I think in 20, I think it was 2014, I was sitting at home when I was still living at home with my parents. And I was sitting in the kitchen, and then I just had this, you know, it was like a dream, and it was vision, a vision athletics at first. And then through the times I sat on it, I sat on it, I sat on it, like, man, it's no way I'd be able to, I can't do this. You know, this is, this is not something that's like, that I can do just by myself. But it was a dream that I sat on for a few years while I was coaching, while I was actually in the school system, continuously moving forward. It's, it's something that I sat on. And now in this year, now in this year, I really just want to turn it into a, a place where athletes that can praise God, like let me get to my um, Vision Academy started, I would say, 20, 2018. 2018 is when I just started training. It started off as this training kids, uh, training athletes, like uh, from sixth grade to eighth grade, even all the way to college and even to some professional. And I never thought I could turn it into, like, anything as far as, like, just training on the side from doing coaching. 
But now that, like, Vision Academy is something that I really want to put the ink to, it's going to be like a – it's going to be like a way that all my coaches, uh, teachers, members, that we're fully committed to every athlete, but we're there to serve Christ in it because, you know, the greatest in the kingdom is the one that serves. And this was a gift of God that he gave me to play basketball. And if I can go ahead and be able to disperse it out to anybody who I can teach the game and help them to learn the game in different ways and everything is possibly can through ministry, through helping them to learn themselves, helping them to be able to overcome adversity, through Vision Academy, that's my goal. Like the biggest, the biggest dream about it that I want to see manifest is that it turns into an actual like academy school where people who come there, they're there for just more than athletics. They're there for you know to get mental health. They're there to be able to ex- exercise every goal that they have as far as like if they want to be an artist, if they want to be a musician, if they want to be a basketball player, football player, whatever, they can come to Vision Academy and be able to hear from people who believe in God, who trust in God, who have faith in God, that they know that Jesus is the one who helped them through every single one of their assets, through every single motivational point that they ever had, low point in their life, that Jesus helped them get to that next level, to help Holy Spirit help them get to that next level to be able to pour into the youth. And that's what the main goal is. But it's starting right now. It's just fundamental skills training that I do uh, between sixth grade, eighth grade, then I have high schoolers that I train just to see them do one-on-one training to be able to look. Like, once you gain the confidence to do this, and if you can use me as a tool, then that's great. I'm not the one that's going to get you to the next level. It's your work. It's going to be your help, your, you know, your help of your family, Christ being in your heart. And that's what I really want to pour in, and it starts by just training kids in basketball. That's my ministry, just training kids in basketball, being able to have that one-on-one time with them to be able to see what their heart is, see what their goals are, and pray to God to help me to just really push them to that next level of where they want to go. So that's what Vision Academy is right now. That's the that's the main goal for it. It's just an opportunity for, you know, athletes to grow spiritually, um, academically, and physically. So I appreciate it for it to, you know, be where it is right now. Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way that we should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And that training is yeah. training in the home. That's training in the church. That's training um, in the club. That's training, giving them the tools that they need to succeed so that when they have the foundation, the proper foundation, they won't deviate from it as they continue to grow. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. So if you had to give a, a key wisdom nugget to players in this hour, what would it be? Really, in this day and time with the athletes is don't be a follower. Don't be a follower to to a fault. Don't be a follower to a fault. You may see on Instagram, you may see the, the Facebook posts of all these kids going to these different schools, the big D1 schools, but you stay you stay true to yourself. You stay true to yourself. Don't feel like the grass is greener on the other side. Stay homegrown with the kids that you grew up with. Stay homegrown with a coach that has known you for years that really wants to see you succeed because it's easy for us to, like, see other kids transferring to schools or transferring to different uh, leagues or doing these different things that has trickled down from the NBA, teaming up with the best of the best players. My wisdom nugget to them is just stay true to yourself and know that your time will come. Your time will come if you put the work in. 
And if you trust that God has given you the ability to learn the game of basketball, to learn whatever sport academically, whatever thing that God has given you to do in your dreams and your goals, you stick to them and don't deviate off of that plan. Trust in God's timing. Trust in the timing that you're in right now as athletes or as youth. Because when, you know, when things start to shift, we don't want to shift into the wrong side of the road. We want to stay on that narrow path and not follow everyone who's going on that wider path that leads to destruction. We want to stay right where we need to stay, where God can cultivate us. And then when he transitions us, we're prepared to move. We're prepared to go to that next level. As a, you know, and I say that to the youth right now because they're going up against a different, it's the same enemy, but it's at a different capacity mm-hmm. because of how much access they have. They have access mm-hmm. to social media. They have access to all of this, this stuff that the enemy's funneling to their minds to get them to deviate from this things that they were trained up in. If you grew up in the church, then you stay right there. It's not about your, you know what I'm saying, you being holier than vile or anything like that, but you're there with Christ and knowing that your parents had you in church. Don't deviate off of that path by going to the to the left or the right because it looks cool or it, it looks like it's fun. You know, that's the number one trick. Uh-huh. It, it, you know, he shows up, the enemy shows up as a beacon of light, you know, but you stay true to yourself and you stay true to who God has called you to be even in your youth because you have the, the youth right now are so powerful. They're the next generation where, like, if we can get our kids to stay rooted and rooted, like rooted and grounded in Christ with the teachings that their parents, grandparents have taught them inside of the church, then I believe our, our, our world has a chance to change versus us always looking to the left and looking to that next quick thing, that, that next quick pop-up, you know. And the youth uh-huh. need to uh-huh. understand that they have a they have a word, they have a, a power in Christ that they can change the world that's trying to overtake them. You know, they can detach from social media. They can detach from, you know, the things that is causing their minds to feel depressed. Find somebody and, like, find someone to open up and talk to. Find a Christian that you, you confide in at your church or in your home, amongst your friend group. You know, stay who you are. And, you know, God will bless That's you good. in that versus, you know, having to learn it the hard way or learn it in ways where, you, you know, you were taught the right way but you deviated right, off right. that path. So that's that's, that's my biggest nugget is remain who you are, stay rooted, stay grounded in the things that you've been taught as a child because they will save you in the long run. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. So what would be your, your wisdom nuggets? Because, you know, for for some, you know, you might be in midseason and you, you thought you had the team that was going – at least have you at 500 by now and mm-hmm. you want to lose in a streak. <laughs> what would you say to encourage the coaches in this hour? For the coaches, be open to change. Be open to change. Be open to the fact that in your mind, things you want things to go the right way because you have a particular system that you ran for years upon years. Be open to be open to counsel to hear from your assistant coaches. Be open to hear from your players. Have one on ones with your players to say, "Hey, how do you think the season is going? What do you think we can change?" So at that time, you won't have to feel like you have all that weight on your shoulders to a point where, like, if this doesn't work, the whole thing fails. You know, we were never meant to do anything alone. 
you know, we were never meant to do anything alone. And so I say to the coaches, open, open your, open your mind up to hear different ideas. That's something that's not yours. Cause we don't want to be so headstrong to a point that nothing can get through. And we want to keep seeing our system work. We want to see our rotation work because we believe that this is the best lineup. We believe that this is the best thing we, be, you know, as coaches, but we have to be able to open up and listen to, you know, listen and be able to accept change so it can help us down, a, you know, down the line in the season. It could be your assistant coach is saying, hey, coach, maybe we should do this. Don't tune it out. Write it down and go back to it in your quiet time. Listen to your players and see who plays better together, even though it's like mid, heading toward that midseason mark, heading towards break. You want to be able to open up your mind and your heart to hear different ideas so no one around you won't feel like they aren't heard. Even if you don't choose to take that advice, but still open up your mind and to know that your way isn't always the best way. You know, other people have gifts. Other people have, you know, have been given nuggets to be able to help the team because that's why they're there. They're there to help you. So allow yourself to be open, open-minded to receive different things so it can change for you. Wow. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Wow. Caleb, thank you so much for being with us this morning. You have released some some great wisdom nuggets, some great keys. Um, the Word of God lets us know that he's given us the keys to the kingdom, that we have the ability yeah. to bind up some stuff and to lose some stuff. And this morning you have truly um, loosed some insight that if you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying, listeners, um, you can grab a hold of these keys and use them in aiding you to become all that God desires you to be. Um, Caleb, if you have some contact information, if you want to share with the listening audience even more about Vision Academy, if they want information on that, how they can contact you. Yeah, they can contact me directly through my uh, cell phone number. Uh, Also, my personal email address, my phone number, 757-535-8582. And my personal email right now is Caleb, C-A-L-E-B-R, Henderson, at gmail.com. And especially towards um, the end of the end of February, before the AAU season starts up, we're definitely going to be in the gym three days out of the week, you know, three days out of the week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Anybody who needs additional training, additional coaching, agility, or even just somebody to talk who needs a mentor, I'll be there. That's great. And you all know, Caleb is in Chesapeake, Virginia, correct? Chesapeake, Virginia. Yes, ma'am. Chesapeake, Virginia. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, listeners, thank you so much for being with us um, this week. Our guest next week is, um, she was actually a player with Bluefield College. She was now stepping out uh, to coach. Uh, Jamie Best will yeah. be with us on next Monday um, okay. with Coaching Keys. Um, so we ask that you would join us again then. Um, until then, yeah. know here at the Empowerment Place, we encourage you every day to do something to empower yourself. But once you've been empowered, take the responsibility to empower someone else. Again, Caleb, we say thank you so much for being with us today. God's richest blessings be upon you. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you, God.